everyone. Welcome to episode 242 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. Two weeks in a row, everybody's back. It's a good day to be alive. The weather outside is great, and I don't know about anyone else. And maybe your early impressions of 2021, especially if we're comparing them to 2020, but, you know, the year of COVID, our national turmoil. Maybe it's best as viewed through the rearview mirror, but if for no other reason, I'm at least encouraged by our Florida weather so far this January. It's been <laughs> It's been cool. Even refreshingly so, if you ask me. And I've been soaking up every moment of a good hoodie and maybe some gloves, even jackets and scarves on occasion. So from a good brisk walk or run to a good ride on the Harley that makes your favorite hot beverage feel even better when you get home. So while it isn't that, you know, it isn't that huge per se, but it's something that I'm going to hold on to. And then I'm thankful for a fresh start in 2021 and just absolutely loving the weather. So if you can't find anything else, that maybe makes you feel good about the way things are going right now in 2021. Yeah, maybe just start with the weather, something easy. All right, this week we continue <laughs> stewarding the gospel and making others first. And gosh, Andy and Jeff, that always sounds good to say we're thinking about putting others first. We want to put others first. We do our best <laughs> or at minimum, not our least, to do this very thing as we would have done to you, the golden rule. And there's so many reasons we want to do it. And no one argues that this is something we all enjoy when it is done to us or that it should be a focal point of our lives as Christians. But it's rarely easy. <laughs> How do we begin to find opportunities, even if they're really small, to begin remaking ourselves into people who look for and then find ways to be less selfish and give of ourselves? Seems difficult to find sometimes. Or are we just not looking hard enough? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll just talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Because I, I find myself thinking to my, when you look at just saying, I, I'm going to be nice-er, I want to find, I want to do something nice for someone. I'd like to, if I have the, whatever, the time, talent, or the treasure to solve a little problem for someone, even if it's just temporary. I mean, I mean, does anything feel better than that in when even when nobody else knows, is there anything that feels better than that? I I, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I I think truly that does provide a, a a deep sense of satisfaction and a deep sense of purpose too. But um, I think that you know when I was working on this, I, and Andy could probably speak into this as well in regards. You know, two of the biggest hurdles to get past. Uh, is first of all the scarcity mindset that you know if I don't, you know if I don't get uh, get it now, it may not be enough later, kind of a thing. Mm, yeah. And so we're 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 always thinking, well, I you know I can't hold back. I need to I need to take care of myself first, and then I'll you know I'll take care of others. But there's the other side of it, and that is my you know if I invest this much. There better be something for me in the end, kind of thing. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and so there's those two things, and those are big hurdles to get no. past. I laugh only because it's not. I mean, of course, it's not funny, but yet when you look back, in I mean, I, I'm speaking for myself. Two things, just two experiences, popped up in my life. In my brain, right there, as you said that. <laughs> and when you look at it, it's almost comical how tight we hold on to things. And then later we look back and go, that was the, that was just so dumb. 
That was so dumb. Yeah. I, I didn't need to do that. And then you find out, and in these two cases, I know for a fact that if something I could have done, that was it was no big deal, honestly. But if I had just done them the way that I was impressed to do them, the way I thought of, you know, if I did that, that might make a difference this way. And then later on you figure right. out, man, that really would have made a difference. And how cool would that have been? But no, I'm over here worrying about what I have or what I don't have. And that is such a roadblock. But then it also seems like sometimes these opportunities, like we just go, the little things, we just kind of brush them aside because those can't be that important. But so, so we wait for the mm-hmm. big thing. And those are, at least in my life, those seem to be few and far between. And those are the ones we get scared of because, again, if I gave all that, am I going to be able to survive with what I have left? So right. how, do, how do we look right. at these with the, and just go, I need to take every opportunity? Well, it really sort of depends on who you think's in charge. Okay. Good um, point. If you think if you think you're in charge and your 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 survivability and your your how things work out for you is in your hands um, completely and totally, then yeah, you you got to grab and you got to grab and go. Uh, if you if you have a sense that you know everything comes from the father and he's taking care of us and he's more interested in taking care of us than we are in taking care of ourselves and he knows what's best then all of a sudden there can be an easing um you know it's like caring for others setting self aside oh excuse me is it so risky uh knowing the father's taking care of us and and that and that is a really that's i mean we we do talk about it however living that is is difficult um and and they're hurdles they're not insurmountable and they're not they're not um I mean, we can overcome those hurdles, but it is a journey. I mean, and it's also a lifelong journey to go through that. But I do think that they're not insurmountable. And obviously Christ asks us to do that. But I do think that we have to look at them just as hurdles, that right. that they are something that we have to go through to get to what we're really here for. And that is to you know, look at others as we look at ourselves. In other words, we are, we're not here just for ourselves, but Jesus says, love them as you love yourself. So he's not saying literally, you know, throw yourself away for the sake of others. He's, he's saying, love others as you love yourself. So it's, you know, it's somewhat of a thing that we do, uh, you know, we do collaboratively, I guess, or or do partly uh, as we, think about ourselves and our families and as we think about others, but a lot of times we just discard others. Mm, so I think yeah. this, this goal of, of looking at and wanting the best for others, uh, you know, it, it is part of the reason why we get over those hurdles or go over those hurdles. Well, it's really I, I easy. Stewardship that's important. Yeah. It's really easy for you and Randy and I to all want the best for our kids. Yes. Yeah. 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 For our grandkids. No. But but if we believe that the best for our kids comes into the conflict with the best for your kids, we're going to opt for our kids, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, Jeff, I like that you just mentioned that this is all, you know, the, the tie in with stewardship. And in your message, you said, you see, we get this understanding that God is not just asking us to 
just obey his commandment, but that he wants us to truly embrace the experience of love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind and your neighbor, others in your life, as yourself. You get the idea that God is yeah. saying, don't copy how others do it. Don't just fall in line as if it were merely an obligatory demand. No, be immersed in it, the way in which I've given you a heart and mind to live it. And I love that idea of embracing the experience and just being immersed in it in the way that God has given us each individually a heart and mind to live it. But the question then is, if we look at it that way and go, okay, I'm going to be more intentional. I'm going to try to immerse myself in this. How do we come you become immersed and find that way that our hearts and minds best become in tune with God's personal plan for us. Is it a realization of our, of our spiritual gifts? Is it, is it just the opportunities he puts in front of us? It seems like we should have a more of a game plan or more of a intentionality with how we approach situations, or is this just something we wait for? Well, I mean, it's still a command, right? I mean, it's still, It's still something that he's given to us to as a as a shoot. Here's what you shoot for, and it's just that I think when he gave it to us, I think what had happened was the you know the people of, of his day and probably our day as well, but the people of his day had made it into these. Uh, well, actually, they had built a frame around it to the point where you couldn't even you couldn't do other things because you didn't want to break the one thing. And, and so yeah. he, he, he said, um, you know, he said, look, he says, this is, this is how it's broken down. This is how these all should be interpreted. And uh, I think uh, it was uh, Zed Stavanovic who, who said that he said, really what it means to love is to just be ready to serve. So when you mm. think about the do, right. And availability to serve, the do is that. That's the do. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if it's something that we have to wait around for. I think we just live our lives. And I you know, I outline the three things. So Yeah, I think I think let's come back to those three things, Jeff, because it's important. But I, I just the willing the ready to serve, a servant may not be serving every second of every day. Right, right. But they define themselves as a servant. And, and mm-hmm. I think the same thing is for us in, in, in setting self aside and caring for others. It's just that's who we that's who we want to be. That doesn't mean we're doing it twenty four seven. There's some other things that have to get done, but we have a mindset that when the opportunity arises, we 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 go there. Yeah, yeah. and we can be intentional about asking for those opportunities, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I just like the the. Embracing the experience. And so when it does come, I just had this picture in my head of myself being excited. And usually that is the case. It, a lot of times, you know, you'll, we'll pray as a family the, to have someone put in our path that needs our help, whatever their need is, because of course mm-hmm. we don't know. And we will trust that God will provide whatever they need through us. Or, you know, maybe we get of a part, maybe we have a relationship with someone else that we can ask to help with that part, another part that we can't do or whatever. But the smile on your face as you're doing that and then to be immersed in it, to me, that just gives a feeling of really joining with God and what he has to do in making that experience something that the other person can't walk away from without saying there was something different. Yeah, they were kind to us. Yes, they helped us with whatever A, B, or C was. 
But man, they did it in such a way that I got to know why. And or if it's mm. if it's if it's because yeah. it's obvious and they, it's in the conversation that God told us, whatever. Those are the kinds of things I think we can make an extra difference when we're immersed in it, because we really have been asking and then we're receiving the gift of being able to help. And then we're just really trying to show God's love in such a way that they can't help but be drawn into it. And that just I mean, that just made the hair in my arm stand up. Just thinking about that. And I think it's a really good, I'm glad, I just love the way you wrote it, Jeff, because I tried to think about this and I had kind of missed that part when we, when I listened to the message and then coming back to it, I'm like, well, I don't know how to describe this. And then I read it and I'm like, oh, that's it. That's it right there. And so I think it's just a good way for us to be, to think about it, be immersed in it and just uh, embrace that experience and just, and, and just make it as great as it can be for whatever power we have to help that process. Yeah. Well, you think about life, uh, you know, in the kingdom, kingdom life. I don't think when we get to heaven, I don't think God's got the 10 commandments written somewhere, you know, on the buildings, you know, for us to, I think, I figured I think the originals or both sets would be somewhere for us in a, maybe a museum yeah. or something, but right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I think that that's the whole point is that God wants this to be a heart thing, not a, you know, a stone thing. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, the thing that really struck me when I first heard your message, when we were when we were taping it, is we always hear about this good deeds. And we hear about that usually on the back end of watered down grace, because in that, you know, we say, well, that's a good works. That, that's the result of the gift of salvation, not a way to earn it. And so this, it seems like this is a game of dangerous teeter-totter. Like when you get the – what did they used to – the cherry bomb, you know, when the other person would drop and try to, you know, blast you off the top of the teeter-totter. Because it, yeah. se- it seems like is, there's a real temptation and a balancing act that needs to happen to keep our focus on this being immersed and, you know, embracing the experience but doing it for the right reasons before it, – it seems like it could give fodder to the other side that said, yeah, mm-hmm. You think you're not working for your salvation, but there's a part of you that's pretty proud of what you're doing. And I would have to say that that looks like you're trying to earn your salvation or on the other hand, you know, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And these are all things that just kind of triangulate. And then it gives you a little bit of pause to say, oh, you know, am I doing this for the right reason? How do we stay on track to make sure or, or maybe this is just something that those that are called the vocational ministry, maybe they'd be better at this because they'd be better suited and prepared for it, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that that is the temptation always, you know, that, you know, it is, and again, it goes back to that, that first or that second hurdle of my investment should pay off. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, so we're doing the good works, but we're doing the good works because we're hoping somehow some way this earns me a mm. you know much like the, the rich young ruler you know yeah. earns a not down a work yeah exactly <laughs> well it just it just struck me that this is you know this is that part where almost the rubber meets the road where maybe those that we're in uh that we're helping they're not maybe seeing this part of it but other christians that may have a different view of grace than us and it just struck me as something that I don't know, because that, that part always bothers me 
when we try to, you know, like we'll rate sin on one side, what's worse than another, but we'll also try to grade good works as to, you know, were these done the right way or were these done? And I'm sure it's the devil just putting that in there to hopefully trip us up the best that he can. But it's just always a, a little warning. Anytime something like this comes up and I'll ask for something, the situation presents itself. And then immediately I'm like, well, am I doing this because I I just want to feel good or I want to, or is it because I really want to help or I really care? And maybe it's, those are more obvious when it's maybe someone that's more difficult to help than I'd like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's just, maybe that's just it. And I tend to overthink it, but. Well, I think we have to recognize that what Jeff was talking about on Sabbath it goes against all of sin. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? of course. Uh, yeah, we had this big uh, sucking sound towards self-serving and being selfish and wanting our own way about everything. And so, when we talk about a call to put self aside and care for others and invest in others and you know, care about their very best interests. We have to recognize that it, it, we're going up against the fallen human nature for sure. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I just and, I, and we'll and we'll and we'll never get it right. We'll never no. get it completely right. <laughs> it's a journey. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on now. That's not what <laughs> well, I want to hear. <laughs> no, it's really interesting. If you if you if you look at talk, talk to an art teacher, and one of the hardest things to get kids to do it when they're when they're having them paint a picture is to stop putting paint on the canvas you know that right. you the people just want to keep messing with it and keep messing with it <laughs> as opposed to just just do it and then move on to your next piece of paper and then do it yeah. move on to your next piece of paper and i think in the christian life we're, we're thinking somehow it has to stack up and we have to amass this giant trophy of some kind and it's no, let's just, let's just live our lives, investing them in other people. Yeah, I like that because it really kind of parlays into maybe the favorite part of the message that Jeff gave this past week. And he went through Philippians 2, 5 and said, think, mm. of your, think of yourselves the way Jesus, Christ Jesus, thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privilege of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. And really, you know, Jeff, you, you brought that up into or in the context of why it was so important to stewardship. And you said, because then you don't have to doubt whether or not you are part of God's purpose. You no longer have to focus on yourself and find ways to make your own merits somehow fit in this arrangement. And that, again, is one of those things that I hadn't really thought about it that way. But if once you do that, we really shouldn't have to worry about those other things. If we're doing it, we're asking for it. And we're just like you said, we're not going to get it right all the time, but we're just going to do the best that we humanly can. That has to be enough for us, right? Well, it's not just enough. It's free. I mean, that's a liberal statement. I mean, here Jesus is saying to us, look, you know, I had everything to cling to. I could have cling to, (laughs) you know, you're clinging clinging to to all this this stuff that's going to rust and fade. I had everything to cling to. And I, and I counted it, you know, I counted it all a loss. I don't care. I threw it away. I gave it away, whatever. I emptied it out so that I could get with you. 
Mm. And you're saying that all of these other things. So <laughs> it's just, it's such a freeing piece. When I looked at Andy actually was the one that gave me that text. And I thought, man, that is so interesting. I never read it that way. So when I saw that, think of yourselves as Jesus thought of himself. Mm, yeah, It was a different way of looking at it. It wasn't look, think of yourselves the way Jesus thinks of you. It's no, think of yourself the way Jesus thought of himself, which was, which was an incredible revelation. I just thought that was such a stewardship text. It really was because he's saying, hey, get a grip. <laughs> view yourself view yourself the way you really should be. You don't really have a whole lot to hang on to here. Yeah. I'm giving not, you everything. Yeah, not a lot to lose. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, that, that perspective exactly. is is so beautiful within this context of stewardship. And it just it's the one that I just kind of kept going back to and back to. And as you if you look at it that way and you're coming at it from that perspective, it should really help you just kind of calm the rest of the fears around it and just, like you said, what are you holding on to that he can't give you something better of or that he hasn't already given you something better yeah. In, yeah. in that instance? And so just let it be free and just put your faith in God and go for it. I, I just like that so yeah. much. You know, another thing we do is, you know, we talk about the hurdles. Another hurdle is our comparing ourselves to others oh, yeah. so much mm -hmm. and, and, and crisis. No, it, don't, don't do that. I, I, I could have compared myself to a lot, but yeah. And, and that's just so easy and so human, even from, yeah. even if it's not a big thing, it, it, it sometimes it's just a, uh, a compilation of all the little things and you find yourself going, why in the world do I feel this way? I mean, I haven't, I haven't coveted anything anybody else has. I haven't really thought or compared myself, but it's just those little, little comparisons that you do sometimes, I think even subconsciously, and they start to build up over time. And when you really stop to think of it, you can't put your finger on exactly why, but <laughs> this should be a help in that too, because you don't have anything to lose, man. You have nothing to lose. And as we, and as you, and as you run the hurdles, they should, they should become more, um, not necessarily easier, but but more normal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should be That's recognizing good. these before as like places you've been before. <laughs> yeah, That's they're recognizable, awesome. and we've done them before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. This week, one of our whole life takeaways asked, if we realize that our lives are a beautiful journey with one definite purpose to live in God's command to love, how will you seek to find ways to make other people's lives better? It's really an adventure of discovery every single day. So what might be the first step? And I think the first step is just being prayerful about asking for opportunities and just trusting that God's going to give you as much as you can handle. And that like we've already talked about, he's going to, he's already given you things that you couldn't possibly get on your own, things you can't replace and things that are so much more valuable. And maybe the first step after that, or the next step is just leaving our ego at the door a little more often, just concentrating <laughs> on what somebody else just looking them. I mean, many times you can probably ascertain without too much trouble what somebody might really need or what someone could use a little bit of help with. And maybe it's just a simple question, or maybe it's just something you do without telling them. And that's something that we love to do. There's, there's different pieces and parts where if we know someone is having a struggle with something and it might be something just like really, really minor, 
but just take care of it. And then it's done. And then you, you, you may never even talk to that person about that, but it's still something that makes you feel good and something you know that you've taken off their plate. And so we'd love to hear. I mean, if you've realized this beautiful journey of life and how you might have found ways to make other people's lives better and like maybe what your steps are, maybe how you got there. Let us know by using a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607. As always, you can send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. And our final thoughts were from the closing to Jeff's message. Somewhere towards the end, he said, Lastly, as we think of ourselves the way Jesus thought of himself, yes, there's listening, attending, and serving. However, all of this is done with the purpose of changing, of making a difference. And I thought, it's never it's always a good idea to make sure that we don't lose the purpose and why we're doing these things and that's really to make a change and a difference in someone else's life for the kingdom and that's if we do that it should keep us focused and it just when you when you find those opportunities it really is a blessing unlike any other so if you haven't tried it yet give it a whirl you won't be disappointed all right we do we have one more week left or two uh, two. This week, we're talking about stewarding the gospel of equality, and it won't be what you expect. <laughs> now, <laughs> Looking forward to it. Now, Andy, are you uh, are you preaching? I am. So are you saying that this, if I know that I'm not, it's not going to be what I expect, that, that would connotate that maybe that message is already completed and you already oh, know. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh. But it has to be by tomorrow about four o'clock. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's the text message I got too. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just check it because uh, I'm sure it will, though. All right. Well, what? you know, it's just really interesting. We, we live in a world right now where everybody claims they want equality, and we've yeah. got it, but they don't understand it yet. And we'll talk about it. Ah, all right. Well, I'll be looking forward to that. So next week, join us online if you'd like to watch the message live, or you can always catch it on Speaking of Grace every Tuesday evening around 7 or 8 p.m. And of course, right back here next week for episode 243, we'll do it all over again, and we'll dive a little bit deeper in what it means to steward the gospel of equality. So thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great week.